1: It's time for the Newsmax Daily, from Newsmax, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's
0: your host, Rob Carson.
2: Welcome to a Wednesday edition of the Newsmax Daily Podcast with Rob Carson. It's been a few days since I've been off for a variety of reasons, including uh, the old uh, Rona, not a lot of fun, and then, of course, uh, uh, oddly enough, technical difficulties. I lost power about a week ago. Uh, We had some 107 mile an hour winds on the Kansas side of Kansas City where I live and uh, consequently had some technical issues. So uh, I'm not sure exactly who's testing me, to be honest, but I I think I'm actually being tested to be on the air. Not like a corona test. Just, you know, like, you know, somebody saying, okay, you want to be on the air? Prove it! That said, let's get this party started, shall we? couple of things that I was thinking about that uh, all night pretty much, and I haven't slept much uh, the last few uh, nights for a variety of reasons. One of them is that there's a really good chance when the government tells you something, it's going to be wrong. With regard to COVID, COVID restrictions, COVID this, COVID that, uh, there's a real good chance they're going to be wrong. The other thing is that no matter what Joe Biden does, he will do it wrong he will screw it up everything that he does every decision he makes always will be on the wrong side of history the wrong side of decision making that's just the way he is you can write it down there has never been someone as far as i know who in 50 years in Washington, D.C., has managed to get every damn thing wrong. So, if you wonder why we have a massive shortage of uh, tests for COVID now, and places like England don't, and then Joe Biden says, yeah, oh yeah, we should have ordered some more tests in October, you'll know that Joe Biden screwed it up. Today we find out the CDC in all of its glory, and this is why government just is awful generally. The CDC and its vaunted Rochelle Walensky gets it serious lo- seriously wrong and has revised its estimate of Omicron prevalence in the U.S., and now says it's only responsible for 23% of all the cases, not 73%. Delta still dominates as America records all-time daily high of 254,496 cases. So here we are two years into this. Um, a year into the vaccine. With more people vaccinated than ever and vaccine mandates becoming quite common and in places like New York, over 90% of the population are are, uh, vaccinated in the same way with uh, Washington, D.C. And yet restriction heavy Washington, D.C. and New York are reporting the highest daily average of corona cases per capita in the United States. One thing that we have discovered also throughout everything that is done uh, with regard to this administration in the last 11 months of its uh, incredible ineptitude is that Joe Biden is, in fact, and always has been a blowhard. He's always been a blowhard. He's always made promises, and they've always done a face plant. Joe Biden uh, promised this, promised that. He was going to crush the virus. He was going to do this. He was going to do that. He said he was going to cure cancer, by the way. Did you know that? Yeah, he, one of the many promises that were never second-guessed by the media is that he was going to cure cancer when he became the president. Uh, yeah. How about just have a cognitive thought in the morning? I think that might be a big, a big thing. If you could just have a thought. In the morning that was uh, clear and lucid, I think that would be a a real big head start for you, Joe. But while uh, New York City and Washington, D.C. and uh, Omicron, which is now we find out, no, no, really, just Delta... And we've got this uh, virus marching across the country despite all of the efforts and all of the vaccine pushes and all the vaccine mandates and people losing their jobs. Joe Biden decides to go to the beach for the 31st time since he became the president. Um, Let me see. I have been uh, since last February not been to the beach once. The President of the United States uh, went to the beach for the 31st time. He went to Rehoboth Beach, there in lovely Delaware. I used to vacation with the family there. It's wonderful. Got the boardwalk and, uh, and uh, Grotto's Pizza and Doll's Candy. And, and I love it, and I love it. But this man and his uh, Dingbat wife, I'll just say Dingbat, uh, last night went for a beach with their new German Shepherd. They're really big into those old German guard dogs. And uh, they decided to go to the beach last night and they're all by themselves there's nobody else around it's dusk with their little puppy dog that Joe doesn't even know his name the other day literally he said hey big guy hey big guy He probably didn't even know it, that's his dog it's like whoa honey did you see this dog wandering on the beach here oh my gosh you know here, so uh, Joe Biden and his wife uh, they are on the beach last night. He's 79 years old. He's riddled with whatever mental issues that he has. He's playing with a dog. He doesn't know the dog's name because he doesn't even know if it's his dog. But anyway, they're both on the beach, and they're both wearing masks last night. And then you kind of wonder why the hell people are questioning his leadership and maybe wondering whether or not he's, he's making the right decisions. Then he says this after a year of bloviating, bloviating, saying that Donald Trump is wrong and he's right and he's going to crush COVID. And he said this in a a meeting with several governors uh, after saying, no, no, federal government's got this. We got it taken care of. You realize why he says the federal government uh, has it? It's because he's a Democrat, you see. And Democrats are all for the big federal solutions. And now that the big federal solutions are doing a face plan, including a massive uh, shortage of tests, and, and also I might mention uh, the monochronal antibodies are uh, running low in different states, and the president of the United States is uh, uh, divvying those out to states that don't need them as much, but he wants to punish his political enemies, you see. All of a sudden, he comes up this week and he says, you know, there's no federal solution. It's all in you states.
3: He's, look, there is no federal solution. This gets solved at a state level. I'm looking at Governor Sununu on the board. I
2: would call that an abjection of responsibility. I could be wrong.
3: Here, he talks about that a lot. And it ultimately gets down to where the rubber meets the road. And that's where the patient is in need of help or preventing the need for help. Look. Uh, Gov, thank you for uh, for what you're doing. Thank you for the National Governors Association. And-
2: but it's really, it's all on you. And all this stuff, uh, me talking about how uh, uh, it was all on me and I was going to crush the virus and everything. No, it's really your fault.
1: Shouldn't the messaging be, though, Rochelle, as we sit here, there, because we're we going into year two people. Here's the
2: national media capitulating because Joe Biden's doing such a terrible job about a week ago.
1: Think we're waiting for you to sound the trumpet. Say, it's all clear. We're not really going to get an all-clear, are we? We just have to face the fact that we're going to have to live with it. And this. this is
2: Rochelle Walensky of the CDC who uh, who said literally that it was uh, 75% of the new cases were Omicron. Uh, turns out, not so much. Just a, just a few. It's true.
3: Well, I'm going to shut down the virus. I'm going to shut down the virus, not the country. I am not going to shut down the economy, period. You're going to shut down the virus. Wait,
2: wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You were saying that you're going to shut down the virus. You've said it more than once there.
3: Look, there is no federal solution. This gets solved at a state level. Huh?
2: Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because that—that I think that's, uh, that uh, stands in stark contrast to this.
3: I'm not going to shut down
2: the economy. I'm not going to shut down the country, but I'm going to shut... He's a blowhard. ...down the virus.
3: I'm not going to shut down the economy. I'm not going to shut down. the. He's
2: always been a blowhard. He always promises and never delivers. He's 50 years of failure. All of the problems that the government had in 1972, the federal government, still are there, even though Joe Biden's been in Washington, D.C., supposedly there to fix stuff.
3: I'm going to shut down the virus. I'm not going to shut down the economy. I'm not going to shut down the country.
2: Nowhere not- did he say there that I'm going to pass it off to America's government, uh, governors because it's not my problem. Shut down the virus. I'm not anti-vaccine, but with all of the vaccination, how could we suddenly be back at square one? And I think one of the reasons is we've got this doofus as the president, uh, but that's just me thinking out loud. I came back from New York City, the most vaccinated place in America, and uh, lost my sense of taste and smell. And I went, Oh, crap. And so uh, tested positive for the Rona. Uh, my doctor gave me some medicines that were Honestly, a joke. They were nothing having to do with uh, lessening symptoms or any prophylaxis. My doctor did a face plant, and I ended up having to go to another series of doctors uh, and get some prescriptions that were not available readily to me, like ivermectin, horse dewormer. By the way, I don't have any worms. I just found out this morning, yeah, no longer uh, dragging my butt on the carpet. So I guess it took care of the worms. And then, uh, obviously, your hydroxychloroquine um, also had an antibiotic, uh, took a series of uh, of vitamins, the same regimen as Joe Rogan, and managed to get past it. I would have gone a little bit smoother for me had Nutrisystem been a little more successful. I, I could use to lose about 40 pounds, and I don't think that made my life any easier. That said, here is what uh, Anthony Fauci is saying about New Year's. New Year's this year, year number two with the Rona.
1: I, I do wonder, we are approaching New Year's Eve at the end of this week. A lot of people have got uh, events and gatherings. We're not
2: doing uh, New Year's Eve. My daughter has some friends coming over, teenagers, but honestly, I could give a... Uh hoot about uh, saying goodbye to 2021.
1: Goodbye. bye planned, and I know you said it's okay to be with friends and family if you're vaccinated and boosted, but what is your... And
2: wearing a full-body condom and a space suit.
1: ...to people about larger settings for New Year's parties. Uh, Caitlin, I would stay away from that. I mean, I, I have been telling people consistently that if you're vaccinated and boosted and you have a family setting in the home with family and relatives. But when you're talking about a New Year's Eve party, we have 30, 40, 50 people celebrating. You do not know the status of their vaccine. Well, what have
2: you been double vaccinated and boosted? What? What? Why, what? I want to mention something. Because while you celebrated... Christmas with your family or Hanukkah with your family or if you're Lori Lightfoot the idiotic Marxist fake holiday of Kwanzaa uh, or well, Kamala Harris she said uh, apparently Kwanzaa was a big deal and she was growing up in, uh, in Berkeley you know so anyway Baltimore police officer Keona Holly died she died on uh, the eve of Christmas Eve She's a Baltimore police officer by the way. She was shot uh, during an early morning shift on December the uh, 16th, the 4400 block of Pennington Avenue in Baltimore. She wanted to be a police officer. She has four children. The two men who've been arrested have extensive criminal records spanning multiple jurisdictions, admitted to their roles in the shootings Motive remains unclear at this point. Apparently, uh, Signal 13 Foundation is providing assistance to the family in their time of need. Uh, If you want to go to Signal13Foundation.org, you can help out the family. But she was only 39 years old. Uh, She joined the police force two years ago to make a difference. And she was shot to death on the morning of December the 16th. God bless her and her family. This must be an unbelievable time for her f- children. Uh, the two men arrested, Elliot Knox 30, Trayvon Shaw 32. They are in custody. So uh, it's just unbelievable that people still put on a uniform Unbelievable that in this time, in this year, in the city of Baltimore, anybody would want to be a police officer. And can you imagine your work risking your life like she did and ultimately losing it? So uh, I'll do my very best to uh, keep you up to date about the family if I can with our audience and um, hopefully help them out. As much as possible. This is Jim Jordan on a weekend talking about how literally uh, the, the reverse minus touch everything Joe Biden touches turns
0: to crap. Well and also remember Elizabeth Warren seems to be hitting at price controls and we know what that'll do that only exacerbate the problems we see out there so uh, you know in, in simple words I think the American people would like uh They'd like safe streets, they'd like affordable gas, and they'd like freedom. There is that crime thing. Instead, what Biden's given them is record crime, record inflation, and Dr. Fauci. So uh, this administration, as we've talked before, Larry, has done everything wrong. Talking to Larry Kudlow. You pick the policy area, they've done it wrong. We went from, in literally 11 months safe streets to uh, record crime. We went from a... No,
2: not exactly safe streets in Democrat-run cities uh, because they endorsed the, uh, defunding the police. So they went to a hell in the hand basket before the rest of the country could.
0: Cure border to complete chaos. We went from stable prices to now record inflation. We went from strength and projecting strength around the world to the debacle that was the exit. What does rib roast taste like? I can't remember. In Afghanistan. So you name the policy, they've screwed it up. Um, I'm afraid... Based on what I heard from Senator beef? Warren this week. What does beef taste like? I, I forgot. They may even go the wrong direction on the economy, but let's hope not. And let's hope Joe Manchin stays firm and this crazy Build Back Better, so-called Build Back Better bill, never passes.
2: Yeah, because if it does, then it'll be yet another gigantic Joe Biden screw-up. Let's go to Bruce in Baltimore. Hello there, Bruce, and welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Happy New Year, my friend.
1: Happy New Year to you. Good afternoon. Guess so, it? I guess the Falch is looking out for us. So, what... When are we all going to be able to celebrate with family and friends without the coronavirus? Uh, Of course, we better get the vaccine. How about Valentine's Day, President's Day, Indigenous Peoples Day? A little sarcasm there. (laughs) 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 What about Memorial Day? Uh, Labor Day. Bruce. (laughs) And Bruce, I'm sorry, don't you realize?
2: Don't you realize we're going we're into an election year? They are going to—I mean, literally—if you thought the last couple of years as far as lockdowns and restrictions were bad, barring any sort of revolt in the streets, they're going to try it this year, Bruce. They're going to do it, bro. They're going to do it.
1: <laughs> and I was going to say one thing about about yes. the police officer. I don't know whether they're going to have a public ceremony or not. But, well, you know, this is my opinion. So a lot of politicians want to come there and bloviate the mayor, uh, city council president, uh, the state's attorney, even the governor, like Hogan. You know what they should do? Do a move. It's a, an old marching move for the military. With about hey, And they all turn around and turn their backs to all the people that weren't doing it. In with some of the crime that's going on in Baltimore
2: City, one hundred percent turn their backs on all these politicians who have managed to ruin, ruin an otherwise an otherwise fine city. I used to love over a decade ago taking my son down uh, to the Inner Harbor and you know uh, just enjoying Fell's Point places like that, taking the in-laws and uh, seeing Fort McHenry. And now I'm just like, what have you done? <laughs> you know, Bruce. I, I agree. I agree. Just remember Kiana Holly. Just remember her name and, and pray, pray for her and her family. I and, agree. Uh, we'll see if we can, you know, hopefully maybe we can help out in, in a small way if possible. Thanks for the call, my brother. And again, Happy New Year. Let's hope and pray for the best in 2022, okay? Oh, oh, um, uh, by the way, in the last, last gasps of uh, Christmas political correctness, an elementary school is nicked jingle bells over the controversial slave imagery in the song. I had no idea. Did you have any? Did you have any idea? All these white people are like, oh, God, yeah, everybody knows that's a slave song. <laughs> the only reason we sing it is because, you know, our slave past and how we wish we could have slaves again. Because, you know, we're all white supremacist Trump supporters and everything. Told jingle slave bells is what we call them, you know, just hanging around with the family. Hey, jingle slave bell, don't sing it, Don't Bobs here. Don't say the slave bells. Leave that part out. The verse about the slaves. Yeah, Just talk about going to Grandma's house in a horse-drawn carriage. Leave the X day on the Ave slaves. Elementary School in New York City has decided to remove Jingle Bells from a curriculum because of concerns about the song's potential to be controversial or offensive. The Rochester Beacon was the first to report about the decision made by officials at the Council Rock Primary School, a kindergarten uh, through second grade school that is part of the Brighton Central Schools in Rochester, New York. Uh, The school's concern about Jingle Bells was partially linked to a 2017 article written by Kaima Hamill, the director of Boston University's College of Arts and Sciences core curriculum. According to The Beacon, Hamill's article explored how the song originated, which uh, included its existence as a product of the minstrel stage in Boston. No, uh, for the Democrats, not that time of month. Something completely different. Anyway, uh, during the 1800s. Uh, concern also stemmed from possible possible interpretations of the song's lyrics about uh, that could contain uh, slave imagery, according to Allison Rue, the uh, assistant superintendent for curriculum and infrastructure at the school. Some people suggest that the use of collars on slaves with bells to send an alert uh, that they were running away is connected to the origin of the song. Uh, that was completely made up. The uh, Miss Miss Rue completely made that up that's that is an absolute joke made up from whole cloth by a guilty white woman from the suburbs that's what it is so not taking a stance about the lyrics' meanings, but we do have, uh, feel strongly that the line of thinking is not in agreement with our district beliefs to uh, value all cultures and uh, experiences of our students. All cultures except for the ones that we just deem, uh, you know, offensive and stuff, whatnot. Um, by the way, uh, Hamill, the article, uh, said, my article tried to tell the story of the first performance of the song. I, I do not connect that to a uh, the popular Christmas tradition of singing the song now. I'm in no way recommending that it be stopped from being sung by children. That's from the, the person who wrote the article saying, no, there's nothing racist about the song. But the school saying, go ahead, say it's racist. And this goes along with some other songs that I believe that I feel need to be banned for instance did you realize uh there's a song called all i want for christmas is two slaves that's one you might want to kind of reevaluate and uh i want a hippopotamus and some slaves for christmas that was another song that uh, a lot of kids sang in elementary school didn't think twice about i want a hippopotamus and some slaves for christmas only a hippopotamus and some slaves will do you know could you see where that would just kind of slip by you just kind of slip by you. You know, I'm trying to figure out why we went from uh, Anthony Fauci saying we can have Christmas with our family if everybody's vaccinated to now just avoiding New Year's altogether, I guess. Uh, you know, do you understand where this kind of gets a little confusing? The CDC said that 75% of new cases in the country, the Omicron variant, turns out, no, not so much. Pretty much Delta's still here. And uh, Delta is apparently somehow all of a sudden worse than ever. Despite uh, vaccinations and all that stuff. so, And apparently a lot of people are testing, I guess. Um, uh, maybe because they are required to, because of work, I guess. Uh, I took a test about a week ago. I'm going to take another test as soon as I get the time. Just to make sure that I uh, ve- uh, defeated the Rona. But, you know, I did have the Rona. And apparently, according to the study you look at, if in fact I defeated the Rona... Naturally, using remedies like uh, ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine and at least one antibiotic and a bunch of different uh, vitamins and whatnot, then my immunity should be 27 times more powerful than the vaccine. So, I don't know. It's just, it's very, it's very confusing to me. Uh, My wife got corona. She had the vaccine. Double, double jab, double jab. Did not do the uh, the booster yet, but she got the double jam. She tested positive for corona. And, uh, you know, if you were listening to your earlier show, I mean, everybody said, Democrats all this, the beginning of this year, said that it was meant to stop the virus. And then all of a sudden it became, well, you know, uh, just to lessen the symptoms and whatnot. And now, if the virus is, you know, so much weaker and the symptoms so weak, if you've been vaccinated, why is Anthony Fauci suddenly saying you shouldn't have New Year's, you know? Here's Marty McCary of Johns Hopkins, been listening to him for a while, talking about uh, uh, Anthony Fauci, Anthony Fauci now threatening uh, vaccine passports on planes, which doesn't make a lot of sense if you have natural immunity. But, you know, natural immunity doesn't cost anything, I guess, and Pfizer doesn't make any money.
4: Uh, thumbs down you know this is in line with the idea that we need to make the life of the unvaccinated miserable and that's a basically an edict that has come from the white house and from many advisors to the white house i don't think the white house is getting good medical advice this is hardening pe- uh, people in their position and the entire construct of the vaccinated and unvaccinated is a false construct it should be more medically precise as the immune and the non what 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 did he just say what it should be more medically precise as the immune and the non-immune
2: okay all right let's talk about restrictions and uh you know the this virus versus all others in history
4: well that's right look the greatest failure of the pandemic response by public health officials has been the failure to recognize that the risk of this virus is not equally distributed in the population and while it may have made sense when we didn't know what we were dealing with to have one simple message for everybody now it has to be custom tailored that means if look if somebody has no immunity and they're old and vulnerable they've got no vaccinated and no uh, natural immunity sure they need to be very careful we need to protect those people right now but the risk in a young healthy person is very different from somebody in that situation we've never acknowledged but
2: you've got to be able to control all of them don't you understand that's what this is all about. This is why five-year-olds are being dragged
4: out of Applebee's with their families in New York City. That we need to custom-tailor the policies according to the individuals. And those who have chosen not to get vaccinated and have not had COVID, they do so at their own individual risk. We've never seen this level of martial law and paternalism to prevent mild infection in 300 million Americans. Yeah, different categories of...
2: Here he is being asked about the uh, end of the virus...
4: Is it reasonable for Americans to start asking when the pandemic is gonna end? (laughs) Sure, I mean, look, people are getting tired and fed up and I will commend Dr. Murthy for declaring a mental health emergency among children. You know, it's come a little too late. He's
2: the, um, uh, the Surgeon General of the United States.
4: But we should now recognize the toll of these severe restrictions. And I think people are recognizing A LOT OF THINGS THAT WERE MISSED BY PUBLIC HEALTH OFFICIALS, THAT THE CLOTH MASKS ARE barely or ineffective, that kids should have been in school the entire time, that natural immunity is real. They're seeing through sort of the political facade put on by our public health officials. And
2: that's why they're going to crank down even harder on you this year.
4: And ignoring the science and even silencing some in the medical community for having an open discussion about these issues. So people are ready to move on. And now with Omicron, we've got a more mild virus. The public health officials are still hesitant to call mild. We've got laboratory population and bedside evidence now that it's mild but you see it
2: doesn't have the punch when you say it's just a mild virus you can't shut down everybody here is this is nicole wallace this weekend just a sycophant for anthony fauci if if you are eating something right now uh, you might want to just swallow real quick because there's a good chance you're gonna puke it back up you know, or just spit it out in your hand or a napkin and throw it away.
3: Uh, I'm a Fauci groupie. I'm a thrice vaccinated mask adherent. I buy KN95 masks by the, you know, caseload. They're in every pocket. I wear them everywhere. She's
2: like that lady on the, uh, on the plane. And, and by the way, for those of you asking, I will be playing that audio shortly.
3: Where, except when I sit down and I am certain that this is not a variant I can outrun.
2: Okay, let's listen. Can you imagine living with this person?
3: Uh, I'm a Fauci groupie. I'm a thrice vaccinated mask adherent. I buy KN95 masks by the, you know, caseload. They're in every pocket. I wear them everywhere except when I sit down.
2: And yeah, They call this uh, obsessive compulsive disorder.
3: And I am certain that this is not a variant I can outrun.
2: Okay, so, but you're all vaccinated and you're wearing M95 masks and everything. I mean, what else... Can you do? I mean, it is space space-based suit. I guess space suit, right? Would that be the next thing? It would be the space suit. Just assuming. I, I you know, I, honestly, wow. Were you told whether you had the Omicron or the Delta when you when you got tested? Were you were you told that? I, I wasn't told that. I wasn't. Uh, I, no, there was none of that. Here's Senator uh, Ron Johnson, telling us what it is.
4: Well, yeah. Obviously, the, the federal man, uh, vaccine mandates have been probably one of the most divisive uh, executive orders of this administration when President uh, Biden, in his inaugural, said he was going to unify and heal this nation. But I, I've always believed there there actually was a national a solution to this pandemic. It was called early treatment.
3: What?
4: And unfortunately, rather than uh, have our health agencies rigorously research and pursue and allow doctors to practice medicine. Using literally a cornucopia of uh, cheap, generic, available drugs, uh, we pretty well ignored that. We've actually people like Fauci and Collins and Walensky—they have actually sabotaged the uh, practicing of medicine and the early treatment of COVID.
2: And this, this has happened um, for a while. Um, there has been no uh, prophylaxis. Any discussion of it online is verboten. Is not uh, allowed. Uh, honestly you have not been able to say listen on LinkedIn this weekend LinkedIn okay of all the places on LinkedIn dear God in heaven there I was trying to get me to get that uh, that big uh, you know uh, pay for a membership in LinkedIn I'm like no way man uh, so you know LinkedIn I decided to tell my story just tell my story uh, it was not about anything um, uh, you know advocating anything in particular it was just um, uh, I've been ta- I, I talked about how I tested positive, then I got the Morona, and then, uh, you know, I, I got uh, I, uh, a prescription for ivermectin and, and uh, 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 hydroxychloroquine and all this, and they took it down. They said, only you can see this post. It's been removed because it goes against our professional community policies. 5,000 people saw that before... LinkedIn decided, and then I posted again, I said 5,000 people saw my post on my treatment of COVID before they removed it because they're fascists, and another 1,100 people saw that post. Normally, I don't get that kind of reaction on LinkedIn, but for some reason, the web version of handing someone your business card suddenly is decided to be um, political. And so I wasn't even able to just talk about What I took for corona, that's all I did. I wasn't advocating. Literally, all I said was, here's what I got. Here's how I'm treating it. That's it. And LinkedIn. Guys, I really hope that there is a Nuremberg-style trial for not only the people in China who uh, facilitated this, but also the uh, people who funded this and the people who also made... Any discussion of treatment of the disease, misinformation or disinformation, and I contend that that resulted in the deaths of hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people around the world. There were millions of people's lives saved in different provinces in India and whatnot that proactively gave ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine, and the the actual data is in. It worked. It worked. But I think it's all about money-changing hands, to be quite honest. Guys, it's so good to be back on the air today, and um, just a real pleasure to be here the last... uh, couple of days of uh, 2021 which oddly enough made me nostalgic for 2020 and i'm sure 2022 will make me nostalgic for 2021 unless of course we win back congress and then then i'll be cool in the meantime thank you so much for joining me today guys i greatly appreciate it uh make sure to go to apple podcasts and uh, and sign up and then leave a five-star review if you would in the meantime god bless you our police first responders Veterans and active duty military, a living and deceased, by the way. Uh have a glorious day. God bless you, and until tomorrow, don't catch a so stupid. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or newsmaxtv.com
0: or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax,
2: America's fastest growing cable news channel.
1: Check newsmaxtv.com for details.